0: On this episode of Wilson the VW Bus, I go to my very first car show in the bus on a pivotal anniversary date, and what happens on the ride home almost makes it my last car show. (sighs) Welcome back to Wilson the VW Bus. I'm your host, Joe Masperi. And this is the story of Wilson, my 1967 Pearl White Type 2 Split Window Tin Top Homebrew Camper VW Bus. It's now May of 2022, one year since Wilson entered my life. As I get a few of the odd pieces together to put in the bus, like my vintage Coca-Cola cooler and my camping backpack, I realize that I have some items left over that I didn't get to install yet, like the Air Guide thermometer gauge. This was originally installed by a previous owner in the front cargo door next to where the soap dish was by the sink, but the sink and the soap dish are long gone, and there is now a jalousy window in that place. I really like this gauge. It's just a round thermometer and humidity gauge, probably from the 1950s, but I don't want to cut a hole in the bus to mount it. It then dawned on me that the diameter of the gauge is nearly identical to the small pint-sized can of wood stains that I had been using to test on the interior wood. So I cleaned one out and mocked it up. It's a perfect fit. I drill two holes in the side of the cylinder to let air in and out for the temp and humidity, and then I prime and paint the can base with the same pearl white exterior paint I still have left over from the bodywork. Before I epoxy the gauge to the new can base, I test to make sure that the gauge is accurate by placing it in the fridge for a few minutes and then checking the temp with a digital laser thermometer as it gets back to room temperature. It's pretty close, but I'm able to tweak the metal spring, the little steel winding that's inside the thermometer, and just a little bit of adjustments, and then I call it done. The back part of the can gets a nice strong... PC hard drive magnet, epoxy to the base, so now it's magnetic, and I can just stick the air guide anywhere I want on the bus that's metal, so I install it above the passenger side visor. As I'm admiring my new handiwork, I look down at the dash, where the radio should be, and there's this large rectangular hole there now, no radio uh, in Wilson. I really wish someone hadn't cut up the dash for a newer radio, but that's just one of my pet peeves. Uh, I just don't like when it's done to a classic car. So I acquired a radio delete plate, but due to the size and shape of the hole that's been cut in the dash, it's not going to stay in there as designed. No problem. I decide to get creative with it, and by flipping it around and inside out and welding some little steel tabs on the now back side, that was once the front side, I place it over the hole, and that keeps it secured, and the tabs keep it from falling off the dash. This too also gets a quick coat of the pearl white paint to blend it in, and the ugly hole is no longer an eyesore in the dash. As I'm fabricating up this radio block off plate, I get another creative idea for an iPad dash holder that would simply attach temporarily to the grills in the dash and could be lifted off and reinstalled without any permanent modifications, and it also covers the radio delete plate. I know I saw a photo of this somewhere, but I can't find it anywhere, and I don't see anyone online that sells this. So again, I bust out the cardboard and mock up a template, and then weld up some scrap pieces of steel. I grind out some holes for the charging port, and for the speakers, and the home button access, and it actually works great. The magnet in the iPad actually holds it into the metal bracket really well. So that new custom piece also gets a coat of pearl white, and now when I set out on adventure, I can drop an iPad into the dash mount and use a car OS app, ...to play music or use navigation if I need directions. I also have a small Bluetooth speaker that I place in the center of a cool candle I acquired many years ago... ...when I took a road trip with my buddy Kevin and we drove across country. Uh, We got a little roadside stand. um, And it's a small group of, uh, I don't even know, little figures... ...and they're all holding hands in a small circle with a candle in the center. But the speaker fits right in the middle of that. So I put that Bluetooth speaker and place it in the candle... And I put that in the back on the table. Oh, wait, I totally forgot. Uh, I have a dining room table in the back of the bus. It came with the bus, and it had most of the hardware. Uh, Well, let's just say it was a table leg, and it needed to be cleaned up. So I mounted the new support piece uh, of wood to the left side of the wall of the bus, and table hinges attached to that. There was a lot of measuring needed to get it right, exactly where I wanted, so I wanted to make sure it was level. I grabbed my buddy John King and he helped me make sure the table was perfectly placed. I opted not to drill a hole in the new floor to lock in the table leg stand, but instead I just used a rubber boot on the end of the stand so it wouldn't move or scratch up the floor. I also didn't have the bracket that secured the table to the wall when it was stored folded down, but I made one up out of some scrap steel and it works just fine. Next was the upper cabinet in the rear of the bus, which I had and was in good condition, other than the plastic edging that goes around the inside and outside of the door and the opening. I also sourced that online and mounted the cabinet, installed the trim without much of an issue, other than adjusting the door latch. About a week or so later, I was in the Ikea store looking for these small motion-detected battery-powered cabinet lights. I use them around the house before and I thought it would be perfect for the upper storage cabinet in the bus. When you open the, you know, door to look inside the cabinet, the light would go on, and without any movement, it would shut itself off. When I picked those up, I also discovered this really cool, vintage-looking, rechargeable uh, camping lantern. It's made of metal and glass, so you know I had a good home for that. I screwed a small hook into the upper cabinet, and it hangs there in the back of the bus. Now, hanging below that cabinet is a small bungee net that we've had for years in a few different cars of ours, and it fits like it was custom-made for the bus. Things are starting to come together on the interior, and a little more decorative items are added, like my ceramic sugar skull with a little dash light inside so that the eyes glow at night, and a few gifts from friends and family who all want to help decorate Wilson's interior. I'm ready now for my first car show, and the 19th annual Hot Rods and Harley show in downtown Raleigh, lined up perfectly with my schedule. I jumped in the bus and set out early and got a good spot right in the middle of downtown as they block off all the streets to accommodate five to six hundred vehicles with live vans and plenty of food vendors. I've attended the show for probably most of the 19 years and I've even walked away with a trophy or two but this time I just want Wilson to be seen and loved for what he is. I have no plans to make him a trophy winner Not long after I'm there, with my safari windows open all the way and the cargo doors wide open, do I get a few people who start to approach me and ask questions about the bus. How long have you had it? One of the first guys asked. And then I realized, what day is it? So I reply and I looked at my watch. I'm like, wait a minute. It's May 13th, 2022. I purchased Wilson exactly a year ago to the day. In one year, I took Wilson from a rusty shell that looked like Swiss cheese to a bus that was able to attend his first show. Now, if you've ever been to a car show, it's sort of an unwritten rule that everyone enjoys the vehicles, but you don't touch them. I mean, some guys put signs on them to say, please do not touch, but I never do that. And Wilson has plenty of patina, so I'm not really worried about it. I think it would almost be kind of comical. My problem is that everyone wants to get inside the bus, and to me, that's like my personal oasis. It's like my bedroom. I mean, nobody would think of opening the door to a classic car and jumping right in, right? Well, as I was distracted talking to some friends at the show, I turned around to find two young boys in the front seats of Wilson, jumping around like it was an amusement ride and playing with all the dash switches and my iPad. Their father was standing in front of the bus, encouraging them to go crazy for a photo op, so I asked them firmly to exit the vehicle, please. He apologized, and I figured that was like the worst of it, but less than 10 minutes later, another entire family decided to pack into the bus like they were going on vacation. I asked them again to exit politely, and as they did, they left a water bottle spilling water all over the rear seat. I picked it up and handed it to the father of the group, and he tells me it isn't his. So I extend my hand a little further, about two more inches closer to him, and He quickly realizes that he's going to take this water bottle either from my hand or have it removed from another orifice. Most of the other people around us were shocked to learn that I didn't know any of these people and they just climbed into the bus as they were equally surprised at their behavior as I was. And at that point I decided maybe I'll just close the cargo doors for the rest of the show. I mean, maybe I should have felt good that Wilson was so inviting, but don't you think people should at least ask first? I don't know. Overall, I had a great time at the Hot Rod and Harley show, and I did get my registration form for this year's show in the mail today. I even got a few offers from people to want to buy the bus, which I politely declined, uh, even though one woman said, I'd give you 50 grand for this bus, and I said, if you have 50 grand today, I'll give you the keys and I'll walk home. But it was all in jest, and we had a good time regardless. So I always like to leave a car show a few minutes early because you get to see the reaction on people's faces when you're driving the vehicle out of the show. And my ride home was only a few miles, but in typical old car style, there's got to be some controversy. I got through the congestion of the spectator traffic without any issue and started to head down the local road doing about 35 mile per hour or so, and at the first intersection there was a patrol car getting ready to manage the traffic as the show was getting ready to exit. So I approach the intersection and the traffic light turns yellow, and got plenty of time for me to stop. But nope, those brakes just aren't going to comply today. I fly right on through the intersection at a full red light, doing about 25 miles per hour, and the officer looks at me with complete disbelief. I throw my hands up and wave at him like we're long lost friends, and I imagine that I look like Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump when he's waving at Lieutenant Dan from the Shrimp Boat. There's no sirens or lights chasing me, thankfully, but. I have a few more miles to go and a lot more stopping and attempting to stopping to do. I start to wonder if this first show is going to be my last show and if I'm going to make it home. And although I keep the speed down to below 20 miles per hour for the entire trip home, I end up running a few more red lights at intersections and it kind of puts a damper on my entire day. Well, it looks like that's going to do it for this episode and for the first season of Wilson the VW Bus. If you are still here, then we've made it through ten episodes together in the chronology of an entire year from the acquisition of Wilson to our first car show together. I hope that you enjoyed my rantings and that you'll come back for Season 2 and join me. Will I get the brakes fixed? What do I really need that sewing machine for? Well, I have a few new episodes in pre-production for Season 2 and continue to drop a new episode every Friday morning, so you'll just have to come back to find out. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and take care of yourselves.